Full text of my Australian Financial Review opinion piece first published on September 11, 2020. In April, I made three predictions about a post-COVID-19 legal world, there would be deeper relationships between staff and clients, less paper and more flexible work arrangements. Five months on, it's worth revisiting these predictions and to ask what else might change? The argument for deeper relationships was based on the notion that people going through acute stress together come out at the other end with greater trust, understanding and connection. Given that we're still living through the pandemic, it's probably too soon to tell for sure whether this prediction will come true or not. It appears the sense of a life-threatening emergency is being replaced by a collective consciousness of fatigue and despair. In Victoria, tempers seem to be a bit shorter and patience a little thinner. This trend doesn't augur well for a future of more kindness and mutual support. The predictions around less paper and more flexible work arrangements are looking rock-solid. Many firms have eased into hybrid operating models and have hardly skipped a beat. Some have already publicly stated that this model is permanent. But there are some emerging trends that justify three new predictions. Number one, fewer legal secretaries and assistants. Over the past few months, some firms have reported increases in overall production but lower productivity amongst legal secretaries and assistants. Lawyer self-sufficiency and the move to working from home have been the primary reasons cited for this shift. It's not too much of a leap to suggest many firms will look to reduce secretarial support ratios by a combination of redundancies and retraining of some assistants as paralegals. One of the possible consequences of reducing secretarial numbers is a more fragmented work culture. Secretaries often provide a bridge between people and practices by sharing news and gossip, fostering relationships and retelling stories. They offer a valuable pastoral care role, especially when the senior legal practitioners are EQ-deprived. Without this cultural glue, firms run the risk of being more productive but less human. Number 2. Renewed respect for HR. In many firms, the HR team has kept the ship sailing. This is no mean feat given the speed, scale and scope of change required, and the fact they operate with little formal authority within a partnership structure. There is always extreme sensitivity around changes in people's pay, promotions, leave entitlements, workloads and future job prospects. HR practitioners have advised on these issues as well as resource strategy, communication, mental health, resilience and fostering a strong team vibe. Pre-COVID-19, it was not uncommon for firms to suffer from the HR standoff. In one corner, the HR team members would complain about the firm's partners being disrespectful and disempowering. In the opposite corner, the firm's partners would regard HR as being process, not outcome-driven and uncommercial. I think this standoff will be mostly a thing of the past, especially in firms where HR has risen to the challenge. Number 3 Reset in Decision-Making To deal with the government-imposed lockdown in March 2020, firms needed to make big decisions quickly. Managing partners were given the authority by the broader partnership to address the crisis. It appears many of these senior leaders accepted this mandate and blossomed with their increased power and autonomy. Five months on and many firms have not shifted significantly away from the March model. With relentless partner workloads and no in-person partner meetings, the firm's executives have largely kept their decision rights. I expect that post-corona the pendulum will swing back slightly, but this recent experience reveals that the firm can still prosper without every partner having a say on everything.